Okay. Um, topics wise, what are we? Oh yeah, I don't know. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? We should look this up. We should look some stuff up. I'm coming unprepared to class, everybody. You know, even if that, Justin, even if that hook was simple, if that was just think about this as all white rectangular sheet, right? Look yep. At me, right. Imagine if it was all white, uh, like just a white rectangular sheet. And then you were to make it curve up and then over. Yeah. And then have like the two nubs and it all looked very like curvy. Yeah. That would fit the PlayStation mold pretty well yeah. without having to worry yeah. about like they have a pretty solid aesthetic going that it would I totally agree. Be good to match. They'd make a My my initial thought was to do like a sandwich thing. So like the the most striking features are obviously like the white, but when you look at the black, it's got this nice glossy curve and if you look at all of the accessories so like all of the accessories are curves with you know black glossy and then a little bit of matte where so yeah so to me i was like if we made this just a a solid panel of black glossy across Mm -hmm. um and then you it's got these like airfoil vents the little hashes in the sides if we did that down the sides here i like that that would look cool just to try to make it look visually consistent. I'm of the mind that everything that you do should make should look like it's on purpose. It should look like it's on purpose. God, I really wish I was better at 3D modeling. Gloss is a... I did not expect gloss. I feel like that's kind of old school. Super old school. It is old school, but central. like... And dust, like staticky. Yeah, I hate that. Me. But like, I mean, look at what they're, they're doing here, you know? What are they doing here? No, I'm saying like that, that's what they, they chose... They chose that. Yeah. They did choose that. So did you notice this when you go into the PlayStation Plus thing now? Um, if you click on a game, instead of downloading it, you can just hit add to library. Instead of like going and like yes. purchasing oh, it or whatever. That's what you should do if you both haven't done it yet. Those PS Plus games. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the 20. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've added all Are they going them. away? Yeah. When? I'm pretty sure it might be the new year. So like. Okay. I need to get all the games that I want. Just even if you don't want the game, like yeah. just just go through. I want Uncharted. Just, I want the Devil May Cry game. Just, just add them all. Like, like it's a, exactly what Scarpa's doing. You hit add to library. You're done. Move on. You know what's funny? I actually wanted to try Final Fantasy 15 because on this apparently game? it runs phenomenal. Okay, I'll replay that. I don't know if the game's fun enough to really warrant it. I'm not gonna replay that. I'm not gonna replay that. I want to play Uncharted Four, but I want to play all these games when I get my place. Uncharted Four is good. When, when you play your what? When you get your what? When I get my place set up. Like, oh, yeah. Because I don't I have... I'm Stop like, delaying gratification. <laughs> I have to. It's going to feel so much better. Do you have, I, dude, that the construction work is going to take a while. I figure. Yeah. Like, You're just not going to play... Wait. Just I mean, I'm going to play, play Cyberpunk? But I'm going to probably... Oh, fuck. Cyberpunk's like a week and two days. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got this fucking shit, man. That's why I I'm need to start this game well, I'm tomorrow. I'm living in the guest room. I put my bed in the guest room. I'm still living in the attic. Man, you know what the problem is? The moment I leave that house and I put my stuff and I start sleeping in the other house, I'm never going to want to go back to the other house, which means that nothing's going to get down. Can you shut the TV up? Oh, this is the cool game. Yeah. I, I pulled out my um, my LG, uh, which one the, um, Yeah, it has the I pulled out the LG uh, remote control for my... Uh, the downstairs TV? No, for my my projector mm-hmm. it is like almost 
it's like what you would expect two iterations of this to look for. <laughs> it's like the same little scroll wheel, except for maybe it's a little higher, it still clicks in. You got all these little like weird dials. I wonder if like the manufacturers of uh, TVs have really in-depth conversation about how to elevate their remote. Like the Samsung remotes are probably the nicest, I'd say. I hate like that Yeah, remote. they're definitely different, yeah. The gloss back. Yeah, I, I picture know. every hotel room remote. Oh, it's the, just vile. Oh, yeah. it feels so bad, dude. Do yeah. you think? Do you think like TV manufacturers have a show, like a museum of all the iterations of their TVs and the remotes that they've had? I mean, if I owned a company like that, I would certainly do that. Right. GameStop has all their consoles in the lobby. <laughs> GameStop. Yeah. Not obviously not their consoles, but like all of the consoles that they've sold. There's, when like, nice games? Little... Oh, in the actual like. In their, oh, that's cool. Where, in their headquarters. Oh, that's yeah. super cool then. We should go see them. Yeah, we should. When That'd be cool. Times are normal. Do it. Uh, <sighs> Nintendo kind of has something like that in the Nintendo store. Oh, that's a cool topic we yeah, should talk new, about. Uh, Have you park. seen some of the footage? I oh, the videos my and stuff. God. The Nintendo theme park? Dude, wow. it looks so cool. Like, all the models that, they, that, that, that we originally saw, and we were like, wow, this would be really cool. It's fucking real now. It's like, yes, exactly. So we, do you want to talk about that? I mean, I'm yeah, down. definitely. I think that Just, was pretty relevant. When do we want to do the Game of the Year podcast? We nice to have Liz on that. Yeah, obviously. we should probably wait for Liz, definitely. When is, um, uh, when is the New Year's? Oh, not New Year's. When is the Game Awards? Next week, Thursday. Next, do you guys want to? The release day of Cyberpunk. The same wow. day that Cyberpunk comes out. Do you? Uh... And that's when Tiff and fucking Alex show up. That's going to be a nightmare day for me. Because all I'm going to want to do is about... play Cyberpunk. What, what say, the fuck am I going to watch the Game Awards for? That sucks. I was about to say, um, I mean, yeah. I want to watch it. You want to yeah, watch you, it? Yeah, I want to watch You want to come right, over or sure. I'll go over to your place or something? Have you uh, party at I the see, new chow house? I suggested that in the chat a little while ago, but oh, that's when that. you said yeah, you're um, busy. That's when my sister's Liz coming around. still is sick. Yeah. 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 But maybe right. she'll be better by then. Yeah, but. we'll figure something out. Either, maybe this will be the last thing we do in the attic. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I tore down all the pictures and I'm moving all of like the TZR sign. Oh. God, looking on the back of that is such like a fucking mind fuck. Right? Dude, so four years ago, dude. There. It was crazy. Is that um, just four years ago? It said 2016. The, looking back at okay. the what? Uh, looking on the back of that TZR sign and everybody oh, signing yeah. it. Oh, my God. Such a good gift, dude. Oh, I got to figure out where to put that. That was a very cool I mean, movie. I actually bolted to the wall somewhere. I gave you those Needs things. To, do you yeah. still have those? I probably do. Yeah. Put it in a drawer. In I think desk. it's in my desk. Yeah, it's, it's my desk. Because there's nice sort of like yeah. circular. They, and they like come off of the wall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. But you could buy those too. You know, so the only th- they're proprietary. Right. The only thing I want um, on the side of that is uh, I want an Eon one as well. You but have the, an Eon one. Yeah, but like the cam, like, and I like, thank God Liz, I mean, I'm really happy that Liz got me that thing. It was really nice, but it's not within theme. You put it's not what? It's not within theme. It's not like a metal cutout like TZR one you is. put some lights behind it on the TZR Yeah, one. I know. Ugh, light. Ugh. Anyway, speaking we'll talk of, about it. Speaking of which, how do we want to handle the uh, Secret Santa? Do we want to do another, like, I I mean, this is just me. I'm super down to do another, like, brunchy kind of thing like we did the year before. I could probably even get us a reservation at the same place. Why don't we just get some, why don't we do a potluck and, like, bring food here or something if you want to host? We could do that, I too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, that you don't have to host. I'm just of the mind that, like, I don't know how covid conscious everyone's gonna be yeah i know liz is not gonna want to come which is a shame which means jason is definitely not gonna come um all right well, maybe we men- just pass it this year because it's a weird year has liz mentioned anything about 
Like she hasn't come to this, not COVID for COVID reasons, but yeah. because she hasn't felt well. Well, no, she was also saying that they're quarantining for Christmas, so she can see her. Oh mom. well, that, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So like, but that doesn't have to happen until next week. What's her excuse? Well, I mean, are we prepared to do Secret Santa this week? Like, no, but I would say if worst case, I mean, push up comes a push comes to shove. Like, we just go our normal route of buying gifts for whoever. I mean, strong, truthfully, me that bumps me out. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, truthfully, what Secret Santa aside, I was probably going to get gifts for everyone here. I mean, same. But Might you know, minus Allie. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, but I mean, they're all gonna be small things. And when we were doing the Secret Santa thing, it's just a fun thing that we can interact with with one another. But well, that's kind of why I liked it so much, just because it's an opportunity for like the crew to like sit down and like have a moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the brunch thing was meant a lot. You know, I know. Yeah, just a just a feel good moment. You know what Google I mean? Google keeps reminding me of cool things we used to do when the world was normal. You're like, shut up, Google. You're yeah. bumming me out. Yeah, remember like we we. I guess it was over the summer, sometime warmer. We were at that outdoor restaurant with it was like a U shaped yeah, of couches. Brown, yeah, we we brought Shane in via yeah. video chat. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Stone. Yeah, it was, was a super cool place. Was super but that, I'm like, didn't do that this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's I the mean, conventions that I miss the most. I Worst know. case scenario, I, I, like us three can definitely hang out and do a thing. It's not that big of a deal if you wanted no, to. I, know. I mean, just... I, you know what? It might not be bad either if we wanted to do something. Understandably, Liz probably won't join in, but the three of us plus uh, Allie plus uh, Alex and, and Tiff and, and Frank, if we all wanted to do a funny white elephant, just send out the beacon mm. and be like, $15, $20, fun gift, funny mm. gift, whatever. Just fucking whatever, and then we'll do like a little thing. That could be a fun thing what, to do. What are What are you guys doing for the holidays? Are you doing anything? My mom wants a Christmas tree at the Westfield house because even though there's no furniture, she wants to do it. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it with you. So there's going to be a Christmas tree there, and then we're going to do a Christmas tree at the other place. Realistically, we're probably going to do Christmas at the new house because there's no furniture in the old house, so that's dumb. Yeah. Um, Are you still doing your card game and stuff? Yeah, so the card game is probably going to happen on the 26th. When is Christmas? 24th? 5th. 5th, right. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I thought it was the 4th. I was like, (laughs) I feel like it's a divisible by five number but um on the 26th i think um so and that i think we're gonna do that i think my idea is that we're gonna have it in like mid-afternoon day during like in the old house just for you know nostalgia's sake and then we order food to the new house and then everybody ships off there and then we set up the the game there to play for the rest of the night um i was wondering if you guys want to do like some kind of a i don't know a trip like just mm. even for a day or two dude i mean that's why i was talking about this uh this ski this trip ski thing yeah. if we could do something for a weekend just get a, like an airbnb or a place for you know friday saturday or yeah friday saturday sunday even if it was friday saturday sunday and just go there and just like, like have a good time with like, each other after next Ski's week a social distancing thing after next week i don't work again until the new year that's oh, awesome wow. yeah so, that's so sick. you're gonna be jonesing to get out and do yeah something. i mean this is kind of why I've been, I've been trying to save my days like, I haven't spent any vacation days, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, my COVID has been a vacation for you. And I'm like, yeah, it's been great. Um, and just waiting for an opportunity to use them. But I just ended up stacking them at the end of the year. And mm. I'm just going to be home. I don't know. Just thinking of things to do. Uh, especially because I'm not doing the New Year's thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I still got those. Shame. I still got those, uh, those uh, special power-ups in my fridge that I haven't. <laughs> had yet and i was thinking about getting an airbnb somewhere and then hanging out with my sister and her boyfriend yeah i would do that yeah that'd be cool it's funny power-ups man the um 
Christmas for me is just Christmas Eve. We're doing stuff with Allie's family and then Christmas day, we're doing stuff with my mom, my family. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Like, like, yeah, when we started talking about the, uh, the ski trip, that was kind of like the, the only other thing that was sort of like in my purview that was like, this is a thing that could happen. Yeah. I guess I'd, I'd be down to just do something a little special, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just been such a shitty year for, conventions and trips and yeah just something special anything yeah well, i mean even if you guys want like even if it's a dumb thing like we could like that place gladstone tavern where we did the uh the tzr end of year thing last year like justin said if just the three of us want to go or like, right you know us i'd be super down go, just grab like, a beer somewhere no have like a do a time. breakfast thing you know grab grab like a little brunch mimosas grab you know bloody mary yeah i'm there down for that yeah i think like, that I'm could down. be a nice thing yeah we should do something because it's just i will figure something out tough year just weird year mm. certainly is um so there's no topics yeah there's basically <laughs> there's... no topics but we can just jump in so wait weren't we talking about something last let me introduce the podcast first wait wait really quickly though before when we were talking about topics last podcast we talked about saving something for the next podcast what was that we did I don't yeah remember. we were talking about like uh oh it was our choice what were what would our choices be oh well that was what i was talking about for game of the year yeah and we were gonna wait for a i think that was that. gonna be uh, the game of the year topic damn it's next week thursday we could do it after their game of the year. No, we should definitely do it before. Some people wait until New Year's to do it. We broke down their game of the years. Do we ever talk about... I mean, our realistically, our games of the years would probably be in the same list. All right. Something similar, anyway. but I'll tell you what. I haven't finished playing games this year. There are Just more games. So, so, like, Cyberpunk could totally be within our list. I feel like it, it certainly well, could be. Also, like I, was, I had never heard of that stupid game uh immortals phoenix rising yeah. that i was talking about in oh yeah, yeah the one with this the stupid actually name. looks really cool this is when you start the podcast okay. oh yeah welcome everyone to the tzr podcast episode 213 i'm your host justin skirbo and today i'm joined live by justin chow not dead don't spread that yeah <laughs> alex shock hello we are yeah. six feet apart we're six feet apart don't spread that and we <laughs> are funny. uh we're responsibly socially distancing but we're back in person uh unfortunately still no liz but you know her, her memory lives on with us. <laughs> She's fine. She's, She's definitely fine. fine. She's definitely fine. Um, her memory lives on. <laughs> Please no one investigate. Yeah. So we were just talking about um, the prospect of when we're going to do our Game of the Year discussion and kind of what that looks like. Um, Alex was mentioning that game, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, because I, I don't know if I'd never heard of this game or forgot about it because it has a stupid name. Um, but it's a game by... Ubisoft, and mm-hmm. it's like a cross between. What did it, the trailer say? So it used to be. It was originally advertised as a game called Gods and Monsters, and then they okay. they lost the rights to that name, and then they had to call it Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh which my is god, a, such a bad name! How about pick one of those words <laughs> and just go with that? <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty much it's an action RPG with yeah. a lot of humor. It kind of has that Fable vibe to me. Like, it's very cartoony, hmm. but very bright colors. Um, and it's set in... There's, like, Greek mythology and gods and magic and monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're, it, it's just like um, Breath of the Wild, where there's a big open world to explore, but you have wings so you can, like, glide around. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, I I just saw a trailer. It got good reviews. And I was like, this is, looks really interesting. Yeah, it's surprising. Like, I... I 
I initially when I heard of the game in the first place, I was like, this is just going to be some forgettable right. Ubisoft whatever thing. So it is surprising to see that it's doing well. Although I'll tell you, I feel like my time right now is being so strained as far as what I should be doing with it to like what I should be playing. I, and it's I, all because of Cyberpunk, really. I'm pretty upset with my gaming self right Why? now. Why do you say because that? Because I did Demon Souls. And I'd still get back into it whenever, Chow, I know you've been on a while, but I'll still, I would still play that. But I don't really have anything else that's drawing me. You should really play Hyrule Warriors. I have I found that I've already been like 16. I didn't even know this. It's just like offshoot playing late at night or like when I get to the other place that we're moving to. But yeah. like already in 16 hours and I am loving it. It's so good. I really enjoy it. Yeah. But it could just be the Zelda fanboy in me. I don't know. Is it? Is it? I was gonna say, is it more so because it's like Zelda E, or is it more so because it's just like kind of the junk food game that you need right now? No, because every single time I get into a fight, it's like I, I, I never did this in Dynasty Warrior games, but I'm like reading the like the text and like understanding like that these are the things, these are the trials and tribulations that Link and his other like fellow champions went through mm. in the uh, in the days leading cool. up to the Ganondorf fight, right? And I know what happens in the Ganondorf fight, so like. And I really hope they don't fuck this up where they're like, time warp, this is something new, a different alternate reality. I really hope they don't do that. I really hope it ends with like you seeing Zelda awakening her power and then sealing everything and then the link goes into right. the fucking thing. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. But realistically, so far, it's been really fun to like mix and match the characters and be like, I'm, like Mifa and Daruk are doing this other thing to like protect this village or like help out this whatever or like. You know, there's a huge, you know, infestation of these moblins coming in and like Lincoln and Zelda has to go. It's really cool so far. It makes me happy to hear that that you're having uh, such a good time with it, because what's funny is like right like this game, Hyrule Warriors, is what's pulling people back into Switch camp. Yeah, because right now so much of the conversation is dominated by PS5 and and, uh, Xbox Series X. And Alex, to your point, what I'm finding interesting and a lot of people are talking about this right now is uh that they're kind of getting to the point where, you know, they might have finished some of the launch titles, gotten through the things that they wanted to play, and they're realizing that there's there's really not much else here yeah. for yeah. us. You know what That's I mean? Like there's it's kind but, of like the, the well can dry up super fast depending on how hard it's it's a new well, but there's not a lot of water down there. Like, That's right. I, I'm interested in that because I love Dynasty Warriors, but it's always been something like we played together and I know what it's about. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Spider-Man where it's like, mm. I'm sure I'll have fun, but I know what this is about. And I feel that way about everything that I have right now. Yeah. I, I tried playing Squadrons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that for like 20 bucks when it was on sale. Is it cool? And it's cool, but... Did you try it with VR? No, I do want to try it. Yeah, you VR. should. I, I want to try it too. But it, it is just like a flight game. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It didn't It didn't grab me like I thought it would. If I can let, leave one little thing about Hyrule Warriors, just... Oof, sorry about that. Just uh, one little thing about Hyrule Warriors is that, like, I was playing as uh, which one? The Gerudo woman. Um, I forgot her name. Sure. But anyway, uh, playing as these characters, I started realizing that in the main game, you never saw any of these characters do anything. Right. And yeah. now you're seeing all these characters fight like in really cool ways that Link was also fighting, like the the quick dodges and the parries. It's very interesting to like get to know the characters. That's why it's so fascinating to me so far. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, but you're right because I, and and when you're talking about this new gen stuff, it's like you got the new toy and you played with it and you're like, okay, what's next? And it's not much. Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm really doing my best to like wring everything that I can dry before Cyberpunk. I mean, basically, so like 
platinum oh you know this is this is my ego stroke right now platinum demon souls which was not easy but was certainly feels good yeah you know yeah you know why it feels good it feels good because that is sort of like commonly understood to be at a least, challenging game. at least right now in time to be like the hardest game in popular culture right at this exact moment fucking putting that shit mm. i'm good at video games guys yeah. <laughs> it's official um so yep. so that played and beat the crap out of bug snacks which bug snacks i don't really think we talked about too much right on this uh, hey, can you tell me what the hell that game is about? So it is a first-person quest-based adventure game. It is a first-person game. It is a first-person yeah, quest-based yeah. adventure game. That turn into Meaning, like, so the the whole storyline is. Do we want a spoiler cast on Bug Snacks right now? Maybe, maybe not Just yet. Give me like uh, a, a, a general. I, you, I I'll put this the first blanket statement. You should not play this game. It is not a good video game. <laughs> Who it's, would it be for? I honestly don't know. Okay. I uh, honestly don't know because it's like it's it's not doing anything particularly well or interesting. Its storytelling is I guess why you would want to play the game. Basically you're this you're a reporter who is trying to follow up on this story about this this creature that is invest that is investigating islands and the problem is that all these creatures they're called wumpuses and they all have really stupid weird names like like f- fluffy giggle farts and like <laughs> and his friend like hoofer mcdougal and like shit like that it's they have really stupid names but the point is, is that like you're going there to try to find this girl who's gone missing on this island and then you come to find out that she as well as a bunch of other wumpuses have explored this island and after this girl named lizbert has gone missing uh, they all sort of like disbanded and have left the village that they created together. So your job is to find all of these people and bring them back to the village. That is that is the point of the As game. A that is that is what you're doing in the game. Interesting. Um, and then throughout this game, the way that you entice people back is by catching bug snacks, which are these weird inhabitants of the island that are snacks that are also creatures. And you do this by like setting traps and like you know, luring them out or luring them to fight each other and, like, all kinds of weird things. It's just like you're experimenting with different tools that the game gives you, like a hook shot and a slingshot right. and a trap thing and a springy board and all this other weird shit. Um, but the game takes, like, a hard... Uh, this super weird... Like, it, it presents itself like a children's game because it's, like, you know, fluffy glumpkins and, and all these weird yeah, people, right. right? But then at the end, it turns into this very strange body horror super dark like like an undertale level like in the end you're fighting like flowey and like there's like eyes everywhere and not that crazy but pretty crazy like okay. there's a lot of like, like body, in that direction body like... transmorphication going on like it's it's very weird is this the pack-in game does it come with this it is a you... this was a launch title for the playstation 5 but it was a free playstation plus title right okay um, was uh was the music anything to write home about no god no um, and the and the song that everyone knew it for that bug snack song is the credits song, so you don't even hear it through ninety percent of the game. But anyway, so on my journey to experience the PlayStation Five, that was stop number two, mostly because I started it and I was just like, "Can I finish this game?" And I looked up like the how long to beat, and it says like six hours. So I was like, "Okay, I could just fucking blast through this game and be done with it." So I finished that, and then I just beat um, platinumed Miles Morales, which is is cool. It's shorter. It's kind of as long as i thought it would be which is to say fairly short definitely doesn't take very long to beat 
Um, it's fun. Looks great. Plays amazing. Like if you liked Spider-Man before, it's funny because like they have two modes. They have like fidelity mode and performance mode. And fidelity is like super ultra 4K with ray tracing and all of this stuff. But the game runs at 30 frames per second. But then you can also play the game in performance mode, which is also 4K, just no ray tracing and stuff. But it runs at um, 60. 60. And it's like night and day like i've heard some people online say that they were flip-flopping and they didn't know what to play for me it is so it is so bad to play in fidelity mode like seeing it run at 30 frames per second because you're going so fast it, probably it's actually painful yeah, it, it, interesting. it's like it hurts my eyes looking at it i'm like this is so you not you snobby motherfucker i mean basically, <laughs> right? and, and you platinumed the first spider-man so i did as someone who's conflicted about playing it like is it better than the original is yes. it sort of the same experience. It it is very similar to the first game, very similar. Right. But because they sort of truncate a lot of the BS with it, so like you level up in this game ridiculously fast. Like almost every time you open the menu, you can buy something new, add something to your person, whatever. Okay. So like, you know, if you're used to playing Spider Man and like you like that end game feeling where you're swinging around super fast, you have all these moves and stuff, you get there very quickly, which I liked because I was like, you know. I don't want to feel like I know what this game feels like to play at its maximum and then drop down to right. its minimum. Like, that sucks. Um, so it gets there really fast. Uh, the combat is objectively better. I would say, like, if you liked the fighting in that game or the fighting in, like, Batman games or that rhythmic-based combat... What, what did they change? Uh, so they added, basically, a whole new move modifier, and the way that you do them is, is way, way different. So in the original Spider-Man, you had... You know, your regular square attacks, you, your triangle zips to people. Right. And then you had your gadgets that you could kind of, like, throw around in this. So Miles, uh, as a character... His He's got electricity, right? Electricity is his new thing. So the L1 button becomes this interesting modifier, and then all of your face buttons, as well as combinations of face buttons, do different ah, things. very cool. Oh, that's cool. So, so, yeah. So, for example, you have, like, a, a big punch, so you can, like, hit someone really hard, and they, like, fly away. Or you can have one where, like, you jump, and it lifts everybody around you in the air, and then you can do these crazy air combos. Um, and then you take this and then layer that on top of the existing Spider-Man uh, fight you, and you just you know, get a more enhanced, system. like, elevated feel of oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. That sounds you're awesome. Like, you jump and you hit and you pull them up from the ground and then you zip down to them and then you're, like, pulling guns out of their hands. Like, it's really, really dynamic and it feels really good to play. Because so. I had, like, I had a... I mean, that game got good reviews. It, you know, everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a really good game. It just didn't sort of blow me away. It didn't do anything that new. You know, it's, it's yeah. an open-world Batman game with its own twist. You're, I'll put it this way. You are playing this game because it looks and yeah. plays ridiculously well on a PS5. Right. That is why you're playing this game. You're not playing this to, to have some sort of revolutionary experience because right. right. it's not going to do that for you. Right. But if you just want to be like... If you want to reap the benefits of having bought a new-gen console, that game will deliver in spades. Okay. okay. Like, I'm excited. That's worth it. I'll play it. Um, I mean, I have I, I, I will have say, and like, I'm... Maybe this is going to sound controversial, but like... I think the game is a little heavy-handed with its progressiveness. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like when I say a little, a little heavy-handed, it's like I'm also not ignorant. I know, I know who Miles Morales is. You know what I mean? I know the context of the story and stuff. But it's almost like if if you had a checklist of every every type of progressive movement that you have to be aware of in a woke nation yeah. it checks every box multiple times so mm. it's like 
You ha- it, it's it, punching you in the face with it. It touches. It touches on race. It touches on LGBT. It touches on, like there's a deaf girl. There's a girl in a wheelchair. There's like every single thing. It's just a it's, little heavy-handed. It's really know? funny you mentioned this because we just had a conversation uh, in my family. Three of us, including my father, have all watched this new movie on Netflix. It's a lesbian rom-com that came out recently, yeah. and we all liked it. And we were all like, we like it a lot because it does it where it doesn't punch you in the face very often that it's like, this and, is about this. And, and see, and, that, and that's exactly my point. Like, I, like, in broad strokes, it's a good story. I like everything that it has to say. It just felt like they were really trying to yeah. hit every single one of these checkboxes yeah. that they possibly could. Like, probably the most egregious one to me was when you're walking through this, uh, street party right i think they actually showed this in the trailer one of the trailers in the beginning when he walks outside yeah it's not stoop. it's not in the beginning it's kind of like a like maybe like it's like a not festival even an hour into right? it yeah it's, it's like a street fair and as you're walking through there's like you overhear this conversation it's guiding you to have conversations with random people and as you walk past you hear this one that's like babe don't say that honey come on like whatever and it's like clearly it's like two people in a relationship that are talking and then you walk up and it's and it's these two girls and this one girl is just like oh hey i'm stefan this is my girlfriend gloria gloria stop being so silly blah 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 and then be like oh stop listening to my girlfriend that's my girlfriend Steph, <laughs> who's my girlfriend and also we're in love that's my girlfriend and it's like okay like and then you meet them later in the game and you're like you know my girlfriend gloria like blah 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 it's like okay like i get you it know? you guys are girlfriends yeah <laughs> it's like you could have done like had the exact same story interaction without like throwing it in someone's face 10 times and then it wouldn't feel like you're throwing it in somebody's face 10 times yeah you know i what get mean? that um and that would that would help the message even you know, even more to make it uh, exactly. like because in this because it is a normal thing. Let's right. just treat it. You don't have to announce exactly. it. I'll, I'll tell you what. In in a, in a different angle, in a way that I think the game does it exceptionally well, is the um, the main character uh, Miles. You know his his uh, relationship. They never mentioned that he's black, but we all know. Well, he's half black, right? Oh wow! I didn't um, know. And he's half- <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, but so so he speaks he speaks Spanish with his um, oh right right with his mother right mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of people within the community and like that that's kind of cool it, that that's super feeds cool. into like normal conversation yeah. super well and the uh, accents are totally authentic and it just it doesn't feel like that's like what you're trying what right. they're trying to tell you it's just like well that's just how he talks to his well, mom it's like a classic I mean? it's like that's how you tell a story right show don't tell exactly like, exactly just, just leave it here don't just make it normal and yeah. it's normal and then this is you know that it just helps with yeah. everything i know we had a conversation about this uh i think you and me alex just one point but it's like if you make a point to notice it it's no longer normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to, prog- if you want to pretend, if you want to say or like make sure that everybody's feeling like this is normal, you just yeah. play it off as if it is normal, and then it feels way more natural, right? Know, versus and, like and, bashing and you over the head. I could be crazy. It could be totally like an acceptable. I'll level play the game whatever. and I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I. It was just. It felt very heavy-handed to me, but that's all. Um, but overall game super fun happy to have played that easy platinum easy easy platinum did it in two days um and now i'm like okay i have one week (laughs) one week until cyberpunk comes out because once cyberpunk comes out all bets are off that's uh, the game you know i think i might do uh it's hard for me to just like i bought i bought squadrons yeah and now i don't know if i want to play it again and obviously there's a whole multiplayer component that i don't feel like getting into sure yeah but 
I might just put that down and try Pathless, which is a new okay. game. Oh yeah, that's cool. I was it does something about picking that up too. Does yeah. something different. Game, yep, right? and I bet it's short. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that feels like a pretty good game uh, to be a precursor to uh, to Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna try. I'm really gonna try to uh, play through this game, Thirteen Sentinels. Um, I've just heard phenomenally good things about it. And based on what I've looked at online, it looks like the game in totality is like 30 to 40 hours, yeah. which is a lot, which feels like a lot. But I think that's something that I can reasonably accomplish in a week. If you I know think... that that's going to be a good game, why don't you just keep that in your back pocket and wait for Cyberpunk? Because I don't think that I'm going to play it after Cyberpunk. Because really? Cy- Cyberpunk, I'm imagining we're going into Cyberpunk and it's going to be Witcher levels of length. Like, I think it's going to be fucking long. And I think it's going to be the main thing that I'm going to be want to be playing for a long time. Like, yeah. I can't think of one game that's coming out in a time frame that's relevant to me after Cyberpunk. I, when, I guess it would be like Ratchet and Clank, but we don't even know when that's coming I, out. This is coming out next week, right? Uh, the 10th, so a week and three days. I think the tough thing about... like, I, You totally could beat that game, like 30-hour game, yeah. in a week. Like, it's doable. Yeah. Um, but, but would that be rushing it? Yeah, it feels like a 30-hour... Yes, I feel like that's sort of jamming it through. Like you're, you, you really have to grind it out in a yeah. game that I think would do its best, like letting it breathe, yeah, if, yeah. if you will. Uh, but again, I don't really know too much about that game. But it, it seems like a game I'd really want to sort of be involved and to think about, and to you know, there's tactics yeah. involved. Yeah. Apparently, it's a very uh, narrative based thing. I like am it's, it's clean- ready. Yeah. So to my, I don't really like that I did this, but it happened. Back when we played uh, Last of Us, yeah, you got we all beat it pretty quickly, yeah. And I sort of I made a very conscious effort to beat that game, as and, but possible. I, I wanted to beat it to talk about it with you guys. So I did kind of put my what's the expression nose to the grindstone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just to get through it, and that did detract from my experience. That said, I also didn't know it was going to be a forty-hour game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely pushed through that, and that took away from that experience not that this is last of us but you know i'm just sort of making connecting dots here but yeah no i know what you mean i i think i guess the you're gonna be off from work for like the next three four weeks i know i'm gonna have some time you're gonna love you're gonna be lost in cyberpunk world and i envy that so much i hope it's gonna envy that that. i really hope it's gonna be good there's like a weird like a weird subtle background part of me that's like what if this game is bad i mean like if, what if it's not good i highly doubt that that will be the case but there's just a small part of me that's if like, outer worlds was as uh, immersive as it was right i feel like cyberpunk will be at least that See, if not better i would say my expectations of outer worlds i had a very good time with outer worlds i would say from an immersion perspective i actually saw it as a disappointment personally yeah, yeah cause, well because i expected it to be fallout and fallout hits a certain level for me yeah. in such a like such a consistent and like solid way like even you know and some people even had problems with like fallout 4 in in being less that right um but even that i would say had much more in my opinion significant like I, depth to it than outer worlds did. well outer, outer worlds world, is just very clever it started out really well like yeah. i yeah. was i was ready to be immersed in outer worlds and they had cool guns or cool characters cool world uh but to me it i think it was probably 40 percent a good game and yeah, then like I at, once okay. i get past that midpoint I'm, I'm doing the same things a lot of loading screens we don't have to get into let this me whole rephrase game, but, yeah, yeah. yeah uh 
if I enjoyed Outer Worlds to the extent yeah, that I, I did, think, yeah, I would be happy if Cyberpunk met that. But I have a good feeling Cyberpunk is going to get exceed that. Yeah. I have not watched it because this is just what I do. But a gameplay trailer was released. A couple gameplay trailers have been released. Dude, recently oh, for have been released for Cyberpunk. And but I just sort of touched on like I just looked at, like the Reddit thread yeah. to see what people were saying. People were. They were saying, well, I was kind of worried about this, you know, uh, you know, especially they had some weird clunker, clunky trailers before, yeah. but they said, this looks awesome. I've, yeah. I've watched a, a bit of like, a, I haven't like sat down and watched like the first 20 minutes or no, anything right. garbage like it. that, but like I have seen gameplay trailers for it and every one that I've seen has been what I expected the game to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, I expect the game to be like a weird crossover of like Deus Ex and Fallout, but like kind of blown out on a crazy scale. And everything that I've seen so far has illustrated to me that this game is that I I want in my head. It's a, in my head, it's a, it's a lot of Deus Ex, but a little bit more high octane and more sort of interesting. I agree. Um, And that's what I want. Dialogue trees, baby. That's That's what I want. Yeah. Well, Deus Ex Ex is a bit of a slow burn, I'd say like, and it's really good for what it is, but you have to like, it's like you gotta get into it, it. this is a weird yeah. expression but it's like a, a you gotta 60, commit it's like a 60 bpm song whereas like cyberpunk seems like That's it's gonna right. be like an 80 to 100 bpm song you know what i mean yeah which were the deus ex what's the latest deus ex mankind divided okay i did the one before that and i played the Hex whole revolution yes and i really liked it it was an exceptional game. once you get into those games like once you get into deus ex yeah. they're great games yeah but you're right it is a slow burn it's a it's tough to get into and i'm it's like I, a courting process I'm so interested to see what CD Projekt Red does with like that kind of yeah. gameplay. Setup. I want to see how long it takes for me to feel overwhelmed. That's, right, that's really what it is. Like Deus Ex, I think is as successful as it is because it really silos its content in a very smart way. Like when you when you experience the world, it's like you can really only access so much right away but you can see it's like a resident evil game where it's like you're in the mansion and you see what doors are locked and you're like okay all i need to do is find how to unlock these doors and then the world gets bigger and that that's exactly what deus ex is as you get abilities the world gets bigger it slowly grows whereas cyberpunk i feel like you're going to drop in and be like you can do whatever the fuck you want and it's going to be like okay i'm ready i I want it i I don't know on it i hope there's some guardrails because that's actually what takes me out of uh grand theft auto sometimes like yeah. I, i've i've played a lot of those you like games. wake up in the front of your house and you're like what do i do there's just too much and yeah. it's too I, I, I sort of like being ushered in a direction i like being ushered but i like being good at the game within these boundaries well th- that's that's the key with deus ex that made it really good for me because it's like if i could have access to somewhere i was clearly experienced both in game and like out you know meta level to be there, you know what I mean. Like it's it's not like you know the first time I played Dark Souls. If you go if you go down the way where the skeletons are, you're just gonna get your ass whooped, right. and you're like, okay, well, I'm just not I'm just not prepared to be in this area. And at least for me, the first time I played Dark Souls, that was a, a very harsh learning curve because I was like, well, how do I know where I'm supposed to be right now? And in Cyberpunk, I get the feeling that it's like you can be anywhere you want to be, but you. But to me, it's like, well, I want to be as equipped as I possibly can be before I get there, you know? I do and want... Deus Ex assures that because it literally doesn't let you go to those places until you're equipped to be there. But I do like having that progression. You know, one of my favorite things to do, and Demon Souls playing this is a good example of this. You go to an area... Uh, what's the first place called? Boletary? Boletary? Boletary, yeah. Boletary. Yes. You go there, first time you go through it, it's kind of tough. You know, guys take like five hits to, to kill. Yeah. Um, but then when you go back there later in the game for whatever, 
uh, you're just hacking those guys up. And yeah. I love that feeling of going back to an area that was e- or was difficult and now stomping those guys because both yeah. you've gotten better and your characters improved. Well, I think that's kind of, I mean, Deus Ex does it in a, in a sort of related way where it's like, you know, if you want to get up onto a fire escape, you could like pick up some boxes and stack the boxes and then jump on the guardrail and then climb up. And then late game, you're like, well, I can just jump that high now. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And you do have to get into that. I, I don't like, um, is it linked to the past? I guess I played the new version where you can go anywhere. Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Thank yeah. you. Um, you wait. You can't go everywhere in Link's Awakening. Yeah, you Link need between items. Between worlds. Yes, uh, that was it. And exceptional game. It was good, but there was no order to the temples. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. There was no. Each of them were equally as challenging. That's like I, Breath of the Wild. And there was, so you don't feel uh, okay. Yeah, in a way, it's like Breath of the Wild, where you're really just using the the mechanics of the Sheikah Slate in different ways throughout the, all of these. Temples, all of them were like kind of equally hard, although some were way more straightforward than others. But I hear what you're saying. It's yeah. true. Because and I, did, I actually didn't like that about that. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. didn't like that about yeah. that. Because yeah. it feels like the it, same. It, it feels the same. You're well, not progressing and you're not progressing. Yes. You know? Right. Well, it made me want, like, like I can appreciate that for, for what it is. Like when that, like when I understand that that's the kind of game that I'm getting into, I'm like, that's fine. Like, uh, at least I know what I'm getting into. But ultimately in certain games it makes me feel like man i really wish that i could I, yeah. play something more like not linear yeah. but linear is the word i'm looking for i know i mean i like i like the organic stops like i yeah. like the tough skeletons i mean even in breath of the wild the uh, hyrule castle had the really difficult enemies and yeah. it was hard to get in there you yeah. could yeah. and i did but yeah. you know i like those when they they keep you out in a way that makes sense through mechanics of the game through yeah. mechanics in the game and then once you're good enough or skilled enough then you can get in there. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. That was really cool about Breath of the Wild. I will I will say that it's funny because you're right. Like, There's very few games that actually do that where they allow you to do anything. But the game itself makes it more difficult le- versus at least like less difficult. Like The barrier to entry is higher versus lower. And then you'll naturally progress. It's like they trust yeah. the gamer to do it, those things. And what yeah. completely spoils that in a new way is when games uh, scale with you. Yeah, so that's you, fucking, I hate that. You that go sucks. back to area one, and now the, the wolves are, are now. level 80. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? Right. Come on. You know, you know what did, game did that? Uh, Shadow of Mordor or something? Did, I, it, did it do that? One of the, a game like that did that, and I was just like, ugh. You know what's funny? Right. So uh, Final Fantasy Tactics uh, did a weird like version of that, where all of the random encounters will be equal to your character's levels, but yes. I like to grind in that game a lot, because I like to get all the classes and do all this right. stupid shit, because right. I'm in... Freaking sort of crazy person. So my characters level. were like level ninety out of a hundred, and I would go to these, and I would have like these ridiculously difficult enemies to fight in the random encounters. And then you go to the story encounters, and they're like level twenty, and mm. I just wipe the floor with them. That's cool. um, I, I like. I feel like I. The difference is right. Like I feel like I earned that. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. I put the time in. Yeah. I'm good at this game. Right. My character's good at this game. Yep. And I fucking I've earned destroying this early level yep. thing. Yeah. And I like that. And you feeling. feel like a badass it's, it's progress yeah well, I, I do hope that cyberpunk's able to achieve that as well i imagine that a lot of the well, narrative based in... stuff is going to be open to you yeah um but like usually your progression in a game like that at least in my experience is like i'll take fallout for an example right because like you can level up in fallout but so much of what you're trying to level up is like your your conversation skills or whatever right. but your actual ability to to defeat stuff in game like it's just based on the type of equipment that you find or, like, what you're equipped with. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you go into an area, like, 
you can essentially carry the same pistol through the game, but even if you level up, if you have a shitty pistol, it's going to be a shitty pistol. But if you find like a laser rifle, you're like, okay, now I'm I'm capable of getting through here. Is a laser of, and a rifle? And yeah. I think damn. maybe you were just Love about to say weapons. this, but I mean, an obvious example is what do they do in The Witcher to yes. solve this problem? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's the same studio. You got to think like studios borrow learnings from previous games. This is a different game. Well, so that's a weird thing too. And I wanted to mention this. I'll mention this uh, again later. But like, I'm actually really excited to play the cy- Cyberpunk because this is my first real foray with Red uh, CD Projekt Red. Right. I've never played any of their other games. Mm. Like they're just they're really good at making it not feel like a grind to open up the world like that. And yeah. they do because The Witcher was huge. They right? do contain you and then. T- then the world builds on itself in my head at least i haven't played in a while the one thing that i'm really hoping this game takes from the witcher like what the the one like i didn't beat the witcher i'm pretty sure i didn't even beat like 25 percent of that game but like the thing that i walked away from that experience with liking the most was how organic even side missions felt to what you were doing like there is a clearly clearly signposted main quest that you should be on. It's like, this is, this is the point. This is why you're in this place. Mm -hmm. But then every little thing that you do on the outside played towards his character and his motives. Exactly. It's, it's like, it's not like I'm not doing this to do this. It's like, I'm still doing that. But like this, this thing that and, has encountered me, it's like, how am I not going to do this when yeah. it's right in front of me? I you think, know what I mean? I think we had a whole podcast on this too, but it's kind of like the Mandalorian. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically. So yeah. very but you, similar. But what's what's interesting about The Witcher and what I watched the most recent episode? By the I way, haven't watched really that. Really fucking good. Yeah, I haven't good. watched it. Um, what's interesting about The Witcher that a lot of games don't do that even do have good stories is that the main character. Geralt is involved in everything. Yes. You know, sometimes games have good side, uh, side missions, but, and they just have a story going on between themselves and you're just standing there like an idiot. Um, but that game is so cool because to me, it's because Geralt is his own character and he's yeah. involved in everything and he participates. Right. Well, so I, I do I, hope that, yeah, that, it, that is brought, that you're just not a faceless, I, you know, person. I think his participation too is felt as heavily as it is. Because he speaks in every yes. interaction, so even bullshit side mission content, he's still like you, there's still a dialogue tree that occurs with that random character for right. their random they, problem. They treat it as a priority, like a like a primary well, objective. Well, I think even they, though it's not, I think they looked at situations like that as an opportunity. They're like, this is when Geralt can be like, this is another uh, opportunity for this Geralt to be your Geralt, right? More, and, you know, and it's like that that. That's why it felt so organic because it's like it's not just like you know you're just this guy and you're like nodding your head like sure yeah I'll I'll save your cat or whatever it's like no 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 like I'm telling you exactly how I feel about saving your cat be because like, I, I fucking ha- hate cats exactly but I'll do it I because, guess exactly yeah. because you have the option of saying what you feel about this and, situation and know? what's odd is that that brings me more into the story than than games that are supposed to be you in the story like yeah. uh like uh the Elder Scrolls games which are great in their own right but that always draws me out of it when it's just I feel like I am a first person like just a, a silent sc- first person I'm a screen walking around and a sword waves every yeah, so right. often well, and I mean, I'm sort of just <laughs> there's one fly that? flying around fly? yeah I, it's like a gnat or something oh, there's a 
this was done exceptionally well in the Mass Effect games. I think right. Mass Effect was the first series of games that really nailed this. That's a good point. Sidebar, totally stoked that there's the Legendary Edition. Yes. Like, the the new versions are coming out on the new console. Mass Effect? Yeah, thank Ooh. God. Yeah, all three games. I can actually, yeah, I can Did, be part of that conversation finally, yo, that's maybe. A, that's a good comparison, too, because you can make a custom character. That's yeah. right. You can make a custom character, but again, in they every They had a certain personality, though. Yeah, you're, you are guiding the personality of your character in every interaction. So... What cyberpunk would need to do, right, to either meet that or elevate that is either have whatever character you make have specific lines and have a specific attitude and personality. Or if they killed it, and I'm saying like really push the envelope, like really change the industry's uh, uh, boundaries, they would allow for multiple different types of personalities to manifest based off of character interactions, right? I think think that's true. I mean, in Mass Effect's case, it was like four there was like in every interaction you had like the nice guy the right. mean guy <laughs> the tell me more guy or the just completely i don't care guy interesting like so i don't so i think i don't know if this is correlation or causation at this point but to me it does let me be more in the story and in the character that i'm in when it's third person yes i agree and like when i can see what my fable guy is doing when i can see what the mass effect guy is doing mm. that i Somehow, I know you're farther away from the character, but I can see everything that you're doing, how they're interacting with the environment, and how they're interacting with other players. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of bring me out sometimes if it's not done well. That's I would funny. Say, I, oh, go ahead. I think my, I think, and I hear you. I definitely agree with that in certain regards. Like for instance, GTA, the three different personalities. I would right. play three different ways, right? But in certain games, like I would say Persona Five, where the character doesn't say anything ever, and I get to choose his choices and his words, even though he's like he's not really talked to that often, and his his right. answers aren't really that crazy. It did make me feel a different level of immersion. And I think between those two, I I personally, and this is my personal opinion, I do like it when the character is more of like a silent protagonist, or but with that voice, that protagonist, but with that game. Better first person. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I would say he, no. Maybe, yeah, here's the thing. Maybe you're, yeah, you're probably right. I would Actually, pres- a good point. Yeah, I would present this. Sure. And maybe it's not like mm, causation, causation or whatever. But like, can you? And I'm I'm actually trying to think about it now. Can you think of a, an example of a fir- of a voiced first person character that's done well in a game? How oh, interesting. I, I can't think of a game that's played in the first person where the character has a voice. Master Chief, really. Master Chief, I guess, but like most of, really. most of the voice you hear is Cortana or in cutscenes, you're seeing his third person thing. Even in Deus Ex, in Deus Ex, like you're still looking at Adam Jensen's face when he's talking to people most mm, of the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, do they talk? That's a great point. Well, here's you know, another thing: in the cyberpunk trailers that we watched, and I guess one of the early gameplay trailers, you did get some third person uh well, in, oh, cinematics so, yeah in the cinematics that's right. honestly i think that's going to be for me and you do at least. create what your character's face yeah, looks I'm like i'm so I, excited so i think that needs to be i think that that is important to me to be yeah. able to see first of all my creation but seeing them interact in with context. the game yeah, yeah in yeah. context is and i really hope it. they're not i have really hope they're not silent and they're just like and the, other, <laughs> the, the other person what i just did and for the people listening uh, i just like looked at alex really like bluntly and like but the truth is like there's so many games where like the character doesn't say anything and everybody's like we gotta go and the other person's like but look he does that i mean persona does that a lot yeah and, and i will say that i do like that i hope cyberpunk doesn't do that you know yeah it, if think, it's done think... artistically rather than out of necessity because we don't have any we didn't hire a voice actor yeah i don't know i mean i, I think it works in 
Persona's case because like that that fits that archetype of storytelling. Right. Like, that's a JRPG. He talks sometimes. You know I mean? It's I, the same reason why like Link can just like look stoically at something, and it's like you know what he's thinking ultimately, or like what kind of even, emotion he's bringing. It's to the, the difference table. of having an organic movement. Or, like, Persona, what it just bothers me. I know it's a JRPG, so whatever, but games will always have them do that emote, but then go back to neutral position. Yeah. And that's just so lame. That's mm. so lame to I would me. Say, I, I would say sometimes they don't do that at all, but the choices of dialogue do make me feel like there's some... There's something there. Like, for instance, like, uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't say anything, makes, like, motions occasionally. But, like, in the beginning, when you're asking for the glider and you do the first temple, you're like, the guy's like, well, blah, 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 there's a bunch of other things that I could show you. And one of the answers is just like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And the other one is like, glider, please. Like, and I can see both of those things being hilarious. Both of them feel different, but they're both, like, they end in neutral. You know what I mean? Like, there's a personality, and they always come back to neutral. And I let I I, I won't say that I don't like that. Right? It doesn't tear me I, out of the immersion. I mean, I think Zelda is probably the exception, rather. Right, right. Like, I, I would right. say in that right. in particular, actually, just, just to comment on that point, I think I think the 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 voice, like the selection, the voice air quotes that you're picking there, is not Link. It is the player. Right. right? No, 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. I'm choosing based off of how I would interact, but at the, the end of the day, you're still always Link, and none of these interactions that you make, although kind of funny or maybe a little rude, yeah. still comes down to Link being normal person, like normal Link. Yeah, it doesn't really get, jar, like. Well, that's true because it's like glider, please, right? Like it's, right. A, it's a quippy, funny thing, right? But like you know that Link literally isn't saying those words; he's saying something to right. usher conversation in that direction, which uh, is ultimately I take it neutral. as if he's saying those words because I chose uh, it. But so yeah, does the main character talk in Bioshock at all? No. Wait. Not even the later games? Like the... He's spoken to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're Would right. you kindly? I'm just... I'm Now I'm just going back to my memory. He does even... talk in Bioshock Infinite. That's I what I... I'm, Bioshock 2. I'm thinking about Infinite. Infinite with uh, the girl, right? And maybe What's her name? Dishonored. Like, I'm thinking of first-person games where the character talks while... Like, during gameplay. I'm... I'm so... The, That's the, what I'm trying to like... The example that I was trying to bring up is like... A, a uh, first-person game where the character talks and you have a choice of what they're saying. Mm. So, like, like Master Chief, for example, it's all it's all pre-done stuff. Like, you're not choosing what he says. Whereas in like in Fallout, it's like you're choosing what you say in Fallout, but like your character doesn't have a voice. I feel like any you know? uh, heavy, deep RPG, like a Fallout or an Elder Scroll or anything that requires uh, some level of like uh, dialogue trees, I feel like all of those are. Are non-voiced, right? Yeah, I feel because yeah, Skyrim. I've not like played Mass Effect, but I assume that yeah. Mass Effect every all I, I think everything is. I mean, bio that's a, voice is that, acting, is that a third person? Effect? Third person, yeah. But Bioware, that's like their thing, or right. it used to be. Yeah, um, like I, they made a big deal out of when I played the Old Republic. Kotor, yeah, yeah. Uh, Old Republic was the first MMO RPG. Huh. To be fully voiced. So again, I'll go back to my main, my original point, which is Cyberpunk would really fucking knock this out of the park if they somehow allowed you the freedom to change or to influence the the character that you're playing's personality and have it voice acted yeah. and have those personalities branch into multiple different types of personalities, which would be very interesting if you had like the foolish, like goofy character versus like the very serious character and your choices delineated. Uh, like how your character would be yeah. because that hasn't been done yet, right? Well, it's like in in Witcher, to my knowledge, as far as I've played, it's like it's like you were always Geralt. Like Geralt was the character, 
but it's just kind of like what shade of Geralt do right. you want to pick? Right. Like Geralt will always be this character, but it's like, do you want to be the pissed off, impatient version of Geralt or the happy go lucky, uh, fine, everything's cool Geralt? Yeah. Either and way, would, it's Geralt. I would say you know? that could potentially have been groundbreaking for that time. Yeah. Right now, well, it feels was... good because it still gives you agency. Exactly. In, right? in the link, that's case, what you like, want. Yeah, like ultimately, the conversation is ending I, in the same place. I don't like, think you're still a link. You always the know that it's not really giving you that much agency. You just get like the 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 what's it? I don't know. Like the flair. Like yeah. it's like the game is giving you a little bit of flair, but it's not like substance. I, right. I yeah. think. I think it's kind of a mistake to assume that having something completely open world means it's better like having right. all the choice in the world doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be great like yeah. sometimes the you know the best the best artwork the best games are done within like okay within these confines how can we make the best piece of artwork the best game possible yeah you didn't and get to choose whether or not you wanted to kill abby at the end of last of us 2 it's just yeah i don't know i mean there's there's i mean you can look at minecraft yeah. and there's examples both ways but i don't know i, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to help nurture your character yeah. in cyberpunk i'm looking forward um, to it i hope so yeah i, th- I think it'll be but we've, i mean just based on what we've seen so far like, in my head the scale of this game is ridiculous you know driving cars going around the city all first person and action cyber i don't know uh, it's just like a full wild. city that you're going into every building like yeah. it, it, it feels like the maturation of what everybody thought grand theft auto was when we were 13 years old which is like wait so you're in the city like can you walk in that building it's like well you can't walk into that building but you can walk into some buildings in this one i'm like I'm pretty sure you're walking in every building, and it all has a point. That's how it was sold to us, for sure. Yeah. Like, that level of complexity, but I was that also might, sold. That might be overreaching. And here's the yeah. thing. In that same context, in Deus Ex, pretty much every door you can, you can get yeah, inside. You know what right. I mean? And there, were, and there was something to find on the opposite side of every door. You know? Although that game wasn't open world, really. It was, it was, right? It was, it was, it was, it was like hub-based, hub, hub right? world. Yeah. yeah. It's like... It was open world in the sense that you could do whatever you want, and there's a bunch of directions that you could go, but you're in a playground. Right. You're not in a full-on open world. Right. In this game, it feels like you're in a full-on open world. Yeah. There's a difference between, like, Super Mario slash, like, Ocarina of Time, Hub World slash, you know. I almost wish it was Hub worldy. I mean, it's weird. Well, everybody like wants to go, like, like, open world, but, like. Hub worlds aren't bad, man. but the, the <laughs> they're late, great because they're easier to digest. They're just, right, well, they're but, easier to digest, but they're definitely like a, a sign of their time for sure. But the latest uh, Deus Ex, the the little offshoots, they, they were like too small, or it didn't, yeah. didn't. Like if you're going to talk about a perfect hub world slash open world, you're looking at like God of War, like that was still open wow, world yeah. but it was it yeah. was offshoot yeah, yeah but it's it's kind of a hard comparison because with God of War, it's because it's an action game, like you're not like looking in computers and reading emails you know what i mean like but it becomes no one said you had to do that in that game well yeah but what i mean is like there's just less to interact with like much of what made deus ex the game that it was is that there's so much yeah that's true personality in every space that it's like even though you're in a small area there's there's still a lot to learn both like literally and you know metaphorically in these spaces does an open world and a in a hub world and now they bring up god of war because there were like no loading screens in between these sections right i started thinking like well where does the line fall when you're talking about hub versus open and i started thinking like well is it like the amount of like invisible walls that you can run into is that like at the point where it turns into a hub world well 
Well, that game also, you, you literally had to, there was a hub, and right. you had to go to different worlds, yeah, too. Was, oh, was like, I totally forgot about like, that part. Yeah, the operate, gates. Okay. Yeah, but you can and, operate as much as you want in here, and then it's like, or, or are we talking uh, God of War or Deus Ex? God of War. Okay. Yeah. In Deus Ex, it's like, you have this world that you can explore, and there's missions to do within this world, right. but then all of your story missions are like, you have to Elsewhere. touch this person, and they transpose yeah. you somewhere else. And, right. And granted, in, in Human Revolution and in Mankind Divided, there's like three major hub worlds throughout mm. the course of that game. Um, yeah, and God and of War I, is uh, actually a hub. I totally forgot. But about that. I wasn't even talking about that either, because that main area still is sort right. of like you can, you know, you you, you can boat walk around to right. everywhere, and then you, there are still sort of off branches. Yeah, uh, almost it, like uh, Zelda. You know, right. Ocarina of Time. It's like you got the spot, but you right. go into yeah. these. Different, you could walk from Death Mountain to Lake Ilya. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so, like, would an open world in that regard only happen when? each of those different sections could be linked in between all of them. Like instead of having to go all the way back to the hub to go to the, each of these individual spaces, if they were all linked so you can jump or walk from one to the next, does it become open world at that point? It's like a weird side tangent. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. really depends on the barriers between, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Sidebar, Bug Snacks is a hub world. It's one world. And then every area, then there's four spokes and each spoke has two areas. Oh, Okay. I think yeah, I think going between the spokes or going between the areas yeah uh, is would turn it into an open world or more. Open I guess world. or maybe more, it's a gradient. <laughs> it, it definitely the it spectrum. Definitely, yeah, it goes in that spectrum. That's why I didn't. That was one thing. We obviously talked this to death, but I didn't like about uh, Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, um, because there wasn't there that, wasn't a hub world. I didn't feel like I could really there it, was more well, you couldn't like there yeah. was no hub world like mario 64 is like the prime example of a hub i world. mean right 3d mario to me is mario 64 so yeah, that's yeah. like that's my expectation and it if it doesn't meet that and that right that is a perfect uh example of a hub world and a great yeah. and a great way that they did it i forgot that i still haven't played mario galaxy oh on shit that collection fuck <laughs> i played mario 64 and that's the only thing i've ever i've played on that thing just like i played that in real life all between those three mario 64 and i hundred percent sunshine man you're such a cool kid i I'm bought so it cool. didn't I'm play it in cool video kid. games yeah this is what i have to hang my hat on guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah hat looks good <laughs> anyway yeah cyberpunk though i'm very interested to see what that world's about i haven't been watching any of the trailers i i think as a community as like a gaming community we're all just holding our breath for this game and yeah. i i listen to i mean it i listen to a lot yeah but i i like read up social media twitter facebook and i see these people being like man they don't do their employees right i'm not gonna buy that game anymore i'm not even excited about it and i'm like i'm sorry for those employees but i'm definitely buying that game it yeah. would be a waste yeah. in their regard if i didn't buy this game for them so i'm doing it really for them yeah it, it is kind of a hilarious conversation Pe- but th- man. people say that all the time and and threats. Well, they're gonna do that because yeah, like, yeah they're, like the, they're, they're nice to their dogs. Even when it's even when it's less than that, there's like a trailer they don't like, or they, there's a character in that they don't like, and they're like, "I'm not buying this. <sighs> you just lost a sale." And I'm like, "It's like right. you're lost, buddy." Yeah, yeah so right. Who's know. really losing here? And look, the I mean, company? I, I get it if you don't like. I you know, it's a, I know we're making light of sort of the more serious right. conversation we had like four weeks ago, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'm definitely work. <laughs> like I'm a gamer. I'm gonna buy this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It really does feel like this is one of those kind of like marquee games in right. sort of like the annals. Like you know, like this this game matters a lot. You know what I mean? Like there are other games that get released and and pass us by. I mean, even like you know something as significant as like Demon Souls, like a PS5 launch title, yeah. it's a huge deal. But it kind of still pales in comparison to the idea of 
cyberpunk right dropping, that's true you know what the, I mean? the games this year i mean i know we've talked about this at length like the game of the years right but like really i think in my regard i think final fantasy 7 remake was a was a uh an in industry defining achievement agreed in certain regards not just because of technical stuff because we know for a fact that that was both great and also terrible sure but uh just from what that could be of a game from way back when yeah. and then last of us part two like i think those two out of all of the ones that are on the list were really the groundbreaking you know yeah. dynamic shifting games in the industry yeah uh, I mean, then it, i look at cyberpunk and i'm like you're in that upper echelon yeah totally and i i think a lot of the you know game of the year discussions in the past have been stuff like that. And I don't know if it's just a byproduct of hype because I'm trying to think of games that like have released that could be or have been that significant. And like weirdly enough, like, so here's a weird example. Like personally, I really disliked Death Stranding as a game. Truly disliked it. Wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I will never play that game ever again in my entire life. I would still consider that to be one of the like marquee big like releases on the PlayStation 4's like history of games that have come out for it. Well, I mean because the story is so necessary to the industry. When I say necessary, yeah. I mean like it is a it is a uh, milestone in itself. Which, Just the creation and like the yeah. studio, the guy, yeah, the there's a lot of that, that, a lot that's it. a huge part of like Final Fantasy 7 too. It's like, you know, I don't yeah. think the, I don't think there was as much fanfare for like whatever like the most recent exp- like final fantasy 15 i think is going to go down in history as probably one of the most mediocre final fantasies that's ever come out like frankly a disappointment Just, the story is interesting but i wouldn't call it a right. significant release sure. but final fantasy 7 is like you're re-releasing the most popular most groundbreaking Something jrpg that's... in a in yeah. a fucking multiple decade long franchise like to me that was like Okay, this matters a lot more. If you were to take Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII, out of the equation, and you were just to drop this Final Fantasy VII on people, people would be like, I mean, it's a fun game, yep. but it's not doing anything ridiculously special. What makes it special is 100% the fact that they it's did nostalgia. something on the backs oh, of something. Yeah. Although, you're right, and that, that is a huge boon to it. Um but that combat system after That's 15 yeah. was yeah. really like they found their happy medium of right. yeah. what they should be doing in their stupid like square. They went games. through like five different games after turn-based combat and <sighs> finally yeah. found something that kind of worked. Right. See, th- this is where I wish we had Liz here to talk about this because uh, FF7 Remake was like a first for her. She didn't play right. original Final Fantasy VII. So I'd be curious to see because like to me it's like much of the reason why I cared about that game in the first place are narrative reasons. Like, I yeah. really love Cloud and Tifa and Barrett. The it's story like, touched us in interesting Right? Yeah, so it's like, that, places, that's places. why I really wanted to play that game, because I'm like, are they going to do these characters that mean so much to me justice? Are they going to do that? And that's why I played that game. I was pleasantly surprised by the combat system, right. but it's like... But, she, but, but to me, it's like... Like, those characters, like, it didn't even matter if they were good. It didn't even matter if the characters were interesting, because I just needed to see how they were represented now. So getting Liz's perspective would be interesting to me, because it's like, well, she doesn't really know who Tifa is or why Tifa matters. But we've talked a lot about it, and she didn't really enjoy the game. Like, yeah, she was surprised by it, too. Like, that Tifa and Aerith were, like, a team, not, like, rivalries over fucking Cloud's love. But it is really cool that we were able to get that perspective from her because you're right. This is something that we grew up with and hold dear. But that also doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a winner. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of games that sort of – or a lot of – I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Games from our past that haven't really come through. Yeah, very true. That's true. That's true. Very true. Final Fantasy XIII, terrible story. Terrible characters. 
great game it's really it's really <laughs> funny i would i'm excited to see after cyberpunk comes out when we what the conversations will be i mean we know what triple a's are i wish in a weird way i almost wish there was like another designation like triple s level mm. uh tier level games where like the studio not only cares about the development and the story and it's making like a movie quality like experience in a video game form but also the fact that they have the budget to do it you know what i mean yeah. and like it's gonna be the cream of the crop kind of deal what i also find interesting is like this game conceptually what it's looking to deliver is so this is funny that we're talking about this now and presumably on the next podcast we'll have played this um no you said no, 10 we, days we have one more yeah yeah so we'll be after the game awards though yeah that's true so anyway what the what i find interesting about it is like what this game is presuming to be seems like what i would consider a next gen title to be like the scope that they're trying to achieve, how crazy it looks, like the type of stuff you can do in it. Like that's that's the type of game that I would look at and be like, wow, this is like right. this is an evolution of the medium in so many ways, mm-hmm. which is a really ridiculous thing to say, but it's you know, it's also just sort of like my perception of it at this point. But it's funny that it's a last gen game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's from my understanding, there's not a proper PS5 version of this game. Like we're gonna be playing an up-resed PS4 version. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we are agreeing to play it on the PlayStation five. That's the, that's the deal. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you have a choice. We don't really have a choice. Yeah. I'm under the impression that it's going to run and or play better on Xbox. That's, that's my assumption. I don't, I have no data to back that up, but that's just what I'm thinking. The reason why I say that is so much of that game's marketing has been hinged to Microsoft and Xbox branding. Like they, they put, weren't they the ones that put Keanu Reeves on the stage? You know yep, what I mean? They were. Yeah. yeah wow. like, so to me, uh, so much of that marketing was tied with Xbox that like, if I'm, if I'm that guy and I'm like helping support their marketing in any way, shape or form, like I'm, I'm a CEO at Microsoft, I'm going to be like, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that this runs fucking awesome on our I system. I would not be offended if you were to play that on the Xbox and tell us what it would be so like. Share the, the I mean, honestly, like, uh, would you want to be that person? I don't know. Is there going to be a multiplayer on Cyberpunk normally? Like, I don't know. I don't even know no. if I want to, I'm going to want to play multiplayer Cyberpunk. Now it'll be single player for now. So yeah, I'm, I'm not actually, yeah, I, I feel like I could go either way on it at this point. I like the PlayStation more. I'm just like comfortable with the controller right now. I do want something to play on the Xbox, but there's nothing that I'm really like, I don't know. I'm not like dying to play something. Welcome back to Xbox One (laughs) territory. You know what? Literally. So you know what's kind of sad to me. Maybe wrap on this. I think we're just about just about a time. But what's kind of sad is we're sort of at the end of an era where, for a very for as long as I can remember, like years and years and years and years and years, there's always been that one game that's sort of in the back of our minds. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. I was Last Guardian for a while. Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix. <laughs> Cyber, well, I mean, and now Cyberpunk is you're sort of. There's not going to be that game anymore. So, I, well, what is that game? What is that game that we've been waiting for for years and years that hasn't? Well, come out? I, I, there's new games that are taking that place. But, like Cyberpunk is definitely the lo- has the longest tail. Next on year anything. is supposed to be uh, Zelda's 35th anniversary. They're thinking that Zelda Breath of the Wild two is going to come out. I'm talking about like that game that we've heard about. It's sort of you know it's in development, but it's not coming out. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, like, feel, maybe feel, Metroid is the closest. Yeah, Metroid, Metroid Prime Four, and. Bayonetta three, I, and honestly, well, like No More Heroes three, like those have been on the on the development cycle or on the development schedule for like a really long time. To me, it's like I always try to think of that like 
Like, what's the game that's going to stop me from playing everything else right. to play? Cyberpunk is obviously that game right now. Honestly, the, the next two that are top of mind that I can think of are, like, Resident Evil 8 and Final Fantasy 16. Like, those are the ones. Did, like, the, there's, those, I, I thought there was another... I thought there was something else that we were excited about that didn't have a release date. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. New uh, God of War. Ragnarok. Um, it's I mean, just, excited, I think it's but... the long tail to me that just for so long there was always like, oh, when like I'm gonna be sitting at the Game Awards, like, are they gonna announce uh, Final Fantasy VII or am I gonna hear about this new other game? And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting I... one, but I'm actually pretty excited to see what they're going to say at the Game Awards. I imagine they'll be talking a lot about upcoming stuff, just because, like, I mean, there's nothing else to talk about that, like upcoming that, stuff. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, well, I'm hearing. Whisper- could we get the Breath of the Wild two trailer? Probably not. I fucking hope so. But, oh my god! Know, I'm, I'm hearing so. whispers of uh, uh, Elder Ring, the new oh, Elden software Ring? game. Eld, sorry, Elt. I don't even know what it's called. Elden Ring. Elden yeah. Ring. Is that from oh, software? From software. Yeah, that's their new set game. in the Game of Thrones universe. I don't know. A little bit dated. Is it? <laughs> I, think so. I think it is. Nerves. Did they know how that turned out? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sidebar. Did you guys see all of the uh, the Capcom leaks? No. Did no. you hear about what happened to Capcom? This is just a brief story, but an interesting one because something came up in it that I was like, oh, Alex would take heavy interest in that. Oh. Um, so Monster Hunter? No. So essentially what happened was a, uh, I don't know what you call it, ransomware people got a hold of Capcom servers. And again, this is all of questionable legitimacy, but apparently these ransomware guys got a hold of Capcom servers. They told the world they're like oh yeah these people totally hacked us like you know whatever and they asked for something crazy like 15 million dollars or something and capcom's like we're just not going to pay it and then these people were basically like okay well we're just going to leak literally everything that we found which ranged from things as small as uh like not things as small some things as inconsequential as like people's salaries within the company and that's like pretty inconsequential like that's pretty well for for those people personally which is which sucks you know what i mean that's public information and like all their reviews and and stuff like you know individual people's like internal hr reviews and shit like all of oh that wow wow but then so to something as relevant as literally every release that they have lined up for the next four years Eey. and some of them are pretty crazy all of them are very obvious to know what what they are except for like three titles that we're just like not sure what they are but like they 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 have no secrets for the next four years literally zero there's nothing that capcom can surprise us within the next four years at least based on this information which is all questionable one of those things. Yeah, I was about to be Do like, wait, to... continue, sure, please. Go I'm going to hear it eventually. For anyway. Christ's sake, yes. The one, one of the relevant ones that I was like, that's really interesting, is Dragon's Dogma is getting a proper sequel. Ooh. Oh, that's why in, I was here. 2022. That's why I was hearing people talk about that. Yeah. So okay. That they're apparently reestablishing that franchise. There is going to be a Monster Hunter Six. I think they're calling it. Wow. Um, Resident Evil Four is getting a remake. There's three other Resident Evil games after eight and in the four remake that are on okay. The so all this is relatively like we knew you were going to probably try to cash out yeah. on these cash cows that you already have in your barn. You know, one of the things that most people got really pissed off about is Street Fighter Six and Super Street Fighter Six were both revealed, meaning they're going to release a Street Fighter game. That's a less knowing than. that the that the better uh, version's coming out a year. Of course, afterwards. of course, yeah. So, so that. That part is a little like okay. No Mega Man though. There's a there's a game called Mega Man Match, which people are assuming is going to be some kind of mobile game. Yeah, that sounds like um, a card game. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does. That that's cool about Dragon's Dogma. Like, yeah, if you think about that combined with uh, this sort of Breath of the Wild, I'll even say a Mortal Phoenix type yeah. vibe. You know, yeah, the yeah. more the less side quest based open world feel. Mm-hmm. That game could really benefit from sort of what we're doing in yeah. 2020. Dragon's yeah. Dogma is an interesting interesting thing because I, I think they the had person. these grandiose ideas but like they're they were sort of limited by like tech and just yeah. sort of what they were able to do at the time so they kind of had to like rein it in a little bit they had some great ideas uh really really awesome it game. was like D meets skyrim meets uh, shadow of the colossus yeah you know? and it's like what like it's funny dragon dogma i've never had any interest in playing but has uh somehow crossed my path so many times hanging out with you guys i think yeah. i gave it to you you have it somewhere i do i think i do have yeah. it i've just never I, played it well it's I just such a cool briefly it yeah. was it was at least it, at the time that i played it which i believe was very early on when it first came out it was, it was like when we first started the podcast technically like 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 software running on a piece of hardware totally fucked up like just straight didn't work hmm. like i at least i was experiencing serious serious fundamental technical problems with mm-hmm. it where i was just like i just can't like i'm out on this it, it's i a, did not play the dark arisen version like that was like the the revised better version of it I did it's not a play that. it's a weird game but it, i mean it's all based in you know it's all mythology mythology based in mythology but you're you're climbing on trolls and stabbing them and hopping off and the really cool thing that they did was you take your custom character and you can choose all these different classes right mm-hmm. you choose the way he looks and you have skill trees and anything but because you're online, um, you're a party of like four people. So you have, uh, I think they call them pawns. Yeah, that right. follow you around, mm. and they can be just people you hire and that you hire or you make, and you can kind of customize is, them or raise them up. That was oh, also cool. a weird concept but, to really understand because at the time I was like, oh, Dragon's Dogma is multiplayer, and it's like not really. You could just find Justin Chow's uploaded so, character and then have an AI take over your character. Uh, in so game. they did sort of interesting. It was almost like a Demon Souls esque thing, but you go into sort of this nexus, and other players' characters come to you. Yeah, and but they're you can, controlled by an AI, right? Like a bravely and, default kind of like yeah. you get to use my party and kind you, of deal, right? And you can hire them or you let them go with gifts, or and there's oh, different cool. there's different benefits, and that, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that, and they fulfill yeah. different needs. It was really cool when you found a good one. Yeah, um, you could like keep them around and stuff. Uh, and on top of that, just a really good RPG with awesome magical abilities and you know that's scaling. Cool. And that's cool. They did a lot of cool things. Proper, Couldn't teleport. So this is a remake yeah. or a sequel? This is going to be a proper sequel. Yeah, it's, okay. It cool. Sounds. Yeah. So that was just an interesting thing. I, I kind of yeah, that's cool. That was, a, that was a little while. Last ago. question: uh, Street Fighter and Street Fighter Turbos. Typically, what are the differences between those characters two? and stages? Okay, so it's not that big of a deal. I mean, they could easily say like, "Yeah, we're planning on having more, but like we're going to want to release the earlier version first, and then give you." Yeah. The DLC Turbo. I think people just feel shitty about it because they're like, "Well, you're you're basically you're definitely paying a premium to play this early version of the game first. But ultimately, with a fighting game, especially a highly competitive fighting game, like you're kind, that's just kind of the tax you have to pay. Yeah, it's par for the course now. Because here's it? the joke: you want to be competitive in Street Fighter, you better be playing when the first version comes out. Because by yeah. the time Super comes out, you're going to be wiping the floor with everybody that jumps on yeah, at that point. Because even though they have new characters. You've been practicing the mechanics for the last year. That's so funny how yeah. fighting games, that is the game, right? The game oh, is yeah. to be good at that game in a specific way. Oh, yeah. And, like, you're now, it's like a, com- a competition unspokenly until you go to an actual competition. Yeah. How, how often do Street Fighter games come out? Often. Street Fighter Five had, like, 
and I'm not even exaggerating, I think six different iterations. Oh, I wow. own four of them. And it's like I downloaded like, one of them for Street free. Fighter V, Super Street Fighter V, Super Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Super Street Fighter V Championship Edition, and I'm pretty sure there's at least one or two more. Are those all sixty dollars games, or are they yeah. DLCs on top Jesus. of each other? They're, they're just... well, you could buy the game in like season passes, so you could pay sixty for the first one, and then it's twenty dollars for every season pass. But like for example, the if champion... I wanted to come in this now, if you wanted to come in now for sixty dollars, you would get the Championship Edition and get everything for probably forty bucks. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. That's it's an interesting model. It's falsifying longevity. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it, but again, the idea is like that's the, that's the tax to have access. You know. Yeah, you don't want to be coming in at the end of that and then being like, "Yo, I want to play online," and just get wiped. Yeah, exactly. Or you do. I don't know. I mean, so, some people would argue that you know it might not be helping you because they could totally nerf your character by the end of the first season. Yeah. What is real anymore, man? Like that's mm-hmm. so interesting to say. Like they do ah, balancing, whatever. Anyways, yeah. long story short, that's uh, that sucks for Capcom. Whether or not this is real or not, um, it sounds like none of this is actually like news. But you think we'll see a new Smash character at the Game Awards? Wow, I, I hope about so. That in a while. I do hope so. I haven't seen like where has where has Nintendo been other than Hyrule Warriors? Honestly, and... that's a good question. Where has Nintendo know. been? I mean, if I was Nintendo, realistically, I definitely wouldn't be trying to fight against the wave, right? The wave of next gen yeah. popularity, right? You would yeah. really just want to make sure that people. I mean, Hyrule Warriors is a perfect like beacon to be like, I'm still here because it's a Zelda title, you yeah. know. Nintendo's it's like we're gonna release Zelda title. We're gonna release our off, uh, you know, our off-brand Zelda and our RC car, and we're just gonna sit back and like, you know, sit in the hyperbolic time chamber, finishing our really, really good games. Yeah. So by the time all of you are bored with your PS5s and your Xboxes, you're gonna come back and and find Metroid Prime Four here, and you're gonna find I, and that Breath RC car is a fucking amazing it's, gift yeah. to open on Christmas, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That is a fun. really good. It, really good gift. Yeah. I captivated my sixty-four-year-old dad with it, and he's like, "This is Mario Kart, but I see the cart driving around. Yeah, this it was, is crazy." It's one yeah. of those things where, to me, it just looked like such a novelty, like Labo. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we tried it, it was really impressive. It was yeah. very impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely cool. It's surreal. It's yeah. definitely cool. It's definitely great when you have like multiples of them, like playing with new and different people. It's, that's Dude, fun. it's yeah. Anyway, all right. You think it's time to wrap up? I think yeah. so. I think it's time to wrap up too. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. I love the in-person podcast. Yeah, me too. They're so, way yeah, better. They're better. All right. Stupid Google Hangouts. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. See you later. All right. Later, guys. Bye.